At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I had something that I was going to preach, I was going to share just on the heels of what we shared on Monday night, I mean on Sunday, Monday night. What was Monday night? <clears throat> Sunday morning, yeah. I was going to just share, had something kind of additional to that tonight, but I don't know why. I'm going to share something different. Sorry for the, for the, uh, the mix-up, but it's not a mix-up when God tells you to do something and you got to do it. Amen? Right. <clears throat> so d- during worship, I just heard in my spirit the things that I spoke out, I heard those things in my spirit for somebody specific, specifically for people. The name of the Lord is a strong tower in the righteous. They run into it and they're safe. There's nothing to be afraid of, none. Not anything to be afraid of. Because if God is for us, there's a big question, who can be against you if God is for you and He's on your side? The answer to that, and you have to answer it, I can answer it for myself. Nobody can be against me, not if God's for me. God's for you and me. Nobody can be against you. That's the answer to that question. But you've got to answer it for yourself. So, for the next little bit, I'm just going to read some verses of Scripture that I have. That I've put together myself. And I just, I don't know, I was just led to go to these tonight. This is for somebody. This is for everybody because it's the Word of God, but it's specifically for somebody. God is for you tonight. He's not against you. I just declared this earlier. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to read it like this. God has not given you a spirit of fear. But He's given you a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound and a well-balanced mind. A mind that is not balanced in the things of God is a disruptive mind, a double-minded mind, knowing you'll receive nothing from God when you're double-minded. A mind that is stirred up with all kinds of other things and having a real difficulty submitting to the will of God. And, and the trouble is in your mind, it's in your soul. It's in your mind, your will, and your emotions, which is the soulish part of man. That's where the battle is. All of the battle in life is in the soul. And what the enemy's after in your mind is to keep your spirit man from being built up. Because When I read a verse of Scripture like that, it's got to go through my eyes. It's going through my brain, right, in my thinking, the thinking part of me. And I can can choose to read that verse of Scripture and out of sight, out of mind, or I can choose to read that and meditate on it and continue to remind myself every day how important that that is. Because the enemy is after disrupting 
your thinking. You read it, yeah, 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 but, 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 but. All this stuff that's out there. All the things that are coming against us. Deuteronomy 31.6, you can, the, the, the scripture that I just read was 2 Timothy 1.7, if you want to write those down. But Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. In, in Deuteronomy 31, Moses is leaving his last will and testament to the children of Israel to those especially that were fixing to go into the promised land. He's leading, he's leaving them his last will and testament. And here he says, be strong and of good courage and do not fear nor be afraid of them. Who's the them? The them is every enemy that wants to steal from your thinking and the thinking processes in your life, get you focused on what is not God's will and what God is not doing so that you're not focusing and meditating and receiving these things from God. He said, God told them, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear or be afraid of them, the enemy. If we go back and think about that story, going back to the, to the 12 spies that God said, God didn't tell them that they were going into the promised land to see if they could take the promised land. He was sending him into the promised land, and he said, I want you to go spy out the land that I have given you. It was already theirs. And they go in there, and ten of the spies just misunderstood what God said, but they heard what God said. They heard what he said through Moses. But they let all the natural circumstances kind of twist and tangle everything in their mind. So they go in there and they see these big giants. They see these big grapes. I mean, who would have ever thought you could have a grape that you could make a meal out of? A grape, one. Big enough where you could eat one a day. And it'd be a whole meal. Massive grapes. Massive blessing and prosperity. Amazing things in that land. A, man, a, a land flowing in, with milk and honey. A glorious place. But there were big giants and big obstacles and things coming against them. And they focused on that. And so when they came back and gave testimony to what happened, they said, man, we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. How do you know that? You didn't even talk to him. You had it built up in your mind. You're like grasshoppers to them because they're so big. See, there were stories before that of David and Goliath and David, maybe maybe here, and Goliath up there. And David took the big guy out. Doesn't matter how big people are. Right? Right? doesn't matter how big someone is versus size. doesn't matter how big the circumstances look against you. God is greater than anything, but the enemy wants to convince you that what you see with your eyes, how you feel, what you hear, what peop- other people say is more real than what God has promised. 
If I've said that, if I've made that statement once <laughs> in the last 15 years, I mean, I've made it a thousand times. Because you need to hear me say it. I need to hear myself say it. <clears throat> There's a devil out there working overtime to get you to believe that what you see, what you hear, and how you feel is more real than what God has promised. Guaranteed. And here, he's telling the children of Israel that are going in, that would be Joshua and Caleb and their group, and all their family and all their people, they're going in. And all the 20 years old and under group, they're all going into the promised land. And he's saying, I'm reminding you, I've already told you, Joshua and Caleb already told you what it's like in there. Man, we can take these guys. This is our land. We'll take them. You know what they said, but I'm telling you, do not be afraid of them. I'm telling you tonight, God does not want you to be afraid of anything that is information that you see, you take in, you hear, that, are, that is a part of whatever's going on in your world. He wants you to be moved by nothing. Nothing, being afraid of none of them that are out there. And, and to me, when I look at this verse, because I speak this verse over myself every day, I speak it every day, and I'm constantly reminding myself of the thems. When I see a them and a, and a them raises up its voice, and, and I see things in the natural that look like them, I just address them, hey, them. You're defeated. God is real. I don't care what it looks like. You're not getting the best of my life. No matter what, you're not getting the best. Because God said this, I am the one that goes with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So see, you could say, yeah, okay, God, yeah, but, but you're, not, you're, not, you're not around. No, 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 I'm with you. So you got to, if you believe God's real, you got to believe He's with you always. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll sit on the sidelines if you're not acknowledging Him and you're not turning to Him and you're not believing in Him. He'll sit there encouraging you. You realize that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for you? It's a good thing to know. I know these people, many people here in this body pray for me. I pray for everybody in this body. It's a good thing to know that. But listen, that's nothing like knowing that Jesus prays for you. Hmm? He ever lives to make intercession for you. Then no matter what I face, what I'm looking at, what I'm hearing, no matter what I feel like, no matter what my condition is today, He's with me. So I'm telling you today, you want to take advantage of the fact that He's with you. Right? You want to take advantage of the fact God is with you and He will do anything you believe Him for. Because He's already done it. There's not a promise in the Word that He's not already, through the blood of Jesus, fulfilled. Nothing. It's your, not, it's your my responsibility to make sure that we don't allow fear to grip us and overtake us and demobilize us 
the, the, the fear wants to shut down your ability to believe. And we're not going to allow it to happen. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> I love this verse of Scripture, Psalm 23 and verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. None. I'm afraid of nothing that's evil. Think, think tonight, just, just sit there for a moment. I'm, I'm going to give you just a, about a minute to think of some evil things going on. Wait, what, what did he say? Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil. Think of some evil things. Just, just close your eyes for a minute and think about some evil things. You wouldn't think that the pastor would be telling you to think about evil things. But just think about some evil things, stuff that maybe has come against you or things that are out there in the world right now. Just think of some evil things. The other night I was <clears throat> listening, I was watching this show, and it was, uh, they, were, they were talking about and addressing human trafficking, <clears throat> mostly of young girls and children in America. <clears throat> that America's the number one nation in human trafficking. The most human trafficking in, on the planet is in America. And I was watching that show, <clears throat> and I was, there's an upcoming movie that's coming out with Jim Caviezel. He's, and, and the guy that, that he's portraying um, in, in the movie, the real guy was there, the one that's really done all this work <clears throat> to deliver these children. And, and, and women, and men too, some boys. But what this, what this guy has done, what he's been involved in, what he's rescued children from, especially, I, I just, my mind just went tilt. What? In this nation? In this country? You know what most of the human trafficking is attached to? Professional sporting events. So, <clears throat> what does he say? Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, fear no evil. Because see, people, you hear reports like that? The tendency is to be afraid of that happening and then being afraid that it's going to happen to somebody that you're connected with, yourself or somebody close to you. 
then that's going to happen to me. Watch this. Fear no evil. Why? Because God is with us. Focus tonight is God is with us. When I know God is with me, I fear nothing. But watch this. His rod and his staff, they bring comfort to me. The rod there is his word. The staff is his spirit. His word and his spirit, they comfort us. They bring comfort to your soul. So that your soul doesn't figure out how to deal with the evil. Your soul trusts in God and God gives you the plan and how you can fix this situation, overcome the situation. You hear reports like that about human trafficking? I mean, you're encouraged to get involved and you need to. Definitely need to. But there's nothing that you can do that's more effective first and foremost than praying. I'm talking about praying with an attitude, praying with conviction, praying with anointing, praying and declaring things out of your spirit, man, because you believe that you have the authority to do that. Because I have His Word and I have His Spirit and no evil shall befall me. I don't have to be afraid of any evil. So then you can rise up and do anything God tells you to do. You can go anywhere. There are certain places on the planet that I wouldn't necessarily go vacation. But I'll go anywhere that God tells me to go. When I'm on a mission for God, I'll go. I don't care how many bad reports there are. If God says go, we go. No matter what. I've been to nations where I was there, and and three weeks later, the coffee shop I was sitting in was bombed. Three, four weeks later. That coffee shop in Israel was bombed. The last time I was there. Well, okay. I'm not saying I want it to be bombed and hurt somebody else. I'm just saying I was there and it ain't being bombed when I'm there. I'm not sitting in a coffee shop drinking a cup of coffee, being where I need to be, where God told me to go, and be taken out. I'm not. But I believe that. But I'm not going someplace just to go because it sounds fun. Oh, that sounds intriguing and fun, and oh, that I, I, I want to travel. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's the worst place you can that you can go. Sometimes one of the most dangerous places you can go is on the south side of San Antonio. A lot of gang stuff. A lot of gang violence going on in those places. You don't need to be there. Don't be there. Well, I'll just trust God. Not if God didn't tell you to go. Uh-uh. If he didn't tell you to go, and then they beat you up and take everything you have and leave you for dead, why didn't God protect me? He didn't tell you to go. He gets blamed for all kinds of things because we don't believe this. I'm going to read that verse again. I want you to think about the things I've just been talking about. You can apply anything to there or in that, things that you deal with. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death, not death, but the shadow of it, 
And that, that's really all the devil has is the shadow of something that could happen. He has no strength. He's defeated. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil. Why? Because he's with you. So if he told me to go, then he's going with me. He's leading me. If he didn't tell me to go, he, he, he's always with me and around me, but he ends up sitting on the sidelines because in God's kingdom, and we find this out in the Word, and it's a whole other message, but in his world, God's limited here when his people don't do it his way. Wow, God's God. Yeah, well, then why isn't everything fixed right now? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness. This place is his. I don't care who thinks they own it. This belongs to God, but it's on lease. First and foremost to Adam and Eve, they gave it up to the enemy. Jesus won it back because God never took it away. Jesus won it back for who? Moi and you, us. And when we don't do things his way, when we don't learn how to trust him, when we're constantly in fear, God's limited because the only thing that, that can move God is faith. So we have to develop that. We have to learn how to walk by faith in every way. We have to learn how to acknowledge fear and dispel it. We have to learn how to give it no place. And though we walk through things where it appears like there's something destructive or whatever, but wait, 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 God's leading me. That's just the shadow of that. It's just trying to scare me. It's just trying to tell me they're going to take me out. It's just trying, those natural circumstances, the things that I see, that I hear, that I feel, that my sense realm is telling me one thing, but God's telling me something different because God speaks to me by spirit, and it affects my natural part of me. But if I'm not learning how to hear God spiritually, then this thing can talk me out of it. That's what these verses of Scripture are saying. Psalm 27 and verse 1 says, the Lord is my light, and He's my salvation. Another big question. Whom shall I fear? Huge question mark that only you can answer for you. Whom shall I fear? Well, Father, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that person. I'm kind of afraid of this group of people. I'm kind of afraid of what's going on out here. He already knows you are. Just admit it to him. I'm kind of afraid of that. If you'll talk to God like that, he'll begin to show you. That's why you need the word. That's why you need me delivering this to you tonight. But then you need to meditate on this stuff and allow that to speak to you when you're telling him how you feel about it, dude. Worst thing you can do is not admit to something to God. Oh, no, I'm not afraid. I, I can handle anything. No, you can't. I promise you, you can't handle anything. You need help from the helper to handle anything that you face on a day-to-day -day basis. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Question mark. And then the next question is, the Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? 
but there's an answer mixed into the second question. (laughs) The Lord is the strength of my life. I can only answer that. I can only interject that. The answer to both of those questions, whom shall I fear and whom shall I be afraid of? Nobody because the Lord is with me and the Lord is the strength of my life. See, I've answered it. I can answer that if I know he's with me, he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me to the ends of the earth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God is for me, absolutely nobody can be against me. Right? But only I can answer those things. Tonight, for somebody in the house, I'm delivering you this message because you know that something Something that the enemy is doing through fear is affecting you and trying to weigh you down and keep you from receiving what God has for you. A couple of more verses. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord she'll be safe. Now, I'm going I'm to just interject this. This seems like that anybody that's heard the word for any period of time should know this, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not the way I'm going to define it like this, okay, about how to trust in the Lord. <clears throat> so that verse says, the fear of man brings a snare or a trap. So, in that part of that, that sentence, um, how, wh- why would you fear man? Why would you fear somebody? Somebody can give me an answer to that. Why would you fear somebody? Intimidation? Uh-huh. You're intimidated by something that they might do. Somebody else. What's that? Sure, bigger. I mean, you're looking at them, man, they could do something to me. Yeah, uh-huh. What is it? Aggressive, like they have aggressive attitude or tone to their voice, right? So you, you could be afraid, you could be intimidated and pull back as a result of it, what were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, because of some weapon or something that they have, right? Anybody else? Why would you be afraid of somebody, somebody else, uh-huh? Uh-huh. Just because of things that they've said. You could be a person, you could be a child that's been told all their life that they're no good, you're going to amount to nothing, and the fear of that is on your life, and you, you grow into an, to an adult, and now you've got to enter into the world with those kind of things on your life. I mean, all the other things you just said are absolutely true. But there's, a, there's an internal fear that people have that's actually lodged in your soul that's a result of words that have been spoken over you. In this verse right here, he says, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So in the light of what Isabel just said and what I was saying about about a child receiving those words, You trust in God through His Word. You're you're not going to just one day, you didn't trust Him, and then, okay, I'm just going to trust Him. 
It doesn't work that way. You have to change the way you think. And the only thing that can change the way you think today that doesn't line up with this is this. (laughs) Whatever doesn't line up with the Word of God, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, but yet something is trying to intimidate you Something's trying to convince you that they're, more, they're bigger or, or stronger against you, and you're not going to just get rid of that. You've got to change the way you think. The only way to change the way you think is for you to be saying what God says is so, and then reminding you. Like, the verses of Scripture I'm giving you tonight, you need these as an arsenal. You need them as an arsenal to any type of fear that comes after you in your life. I don't care what it is, no matter what you face. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Safe. The only safe place on the planet. That's why I said, if you're supposed to be, you know, in some, some village in Africa somewhere, and God's sending you there, and you know it's right for you, that's the safest place you can be. No matter what's going on. Oh, yeah, but there's this or that or diseases or something's going to get. No, 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 no. Safest place to be is where God told you to go. And to be able to hear God like that means that your spiritual hearing has been developed through the Word of God. Natural hearing hears all kinds of things. Natural hearing hears the Word of God as you're speaking it. But only the Word of God builds your spiritual hearing and and the spirit of who you are, the internal part of you. Only the Word of God, you speaking the Word and hearing it preached and meditating on it and praying it, confessing it, that's the only thing that will build you. So the only way to trust in God and not being afraid of man or anything in the natural is through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. And that's the safest place you can be on the planet. There's no other place safer than you having revelation of God's Word and trusting in it. John 14 and verse 27 says this. Just, just do this with me. I, I, just, well, just, just do it. Just, just close your eyes and, and put your hands out and receive this verse. Receive what I'm fixing to say to you. Receive it right now. Right now. He says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Receive it. Jesus said this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Hmm. In, in that peace I'm saying to you right now, in that peace, there's no fear. There's no fear of man. There's no fear of people. There's no fear of situations. There's no intimidation. There's nothing. There's no fear of natural things coming against you, spiritual things coming against you. There's no fear of any of it. Stuff happens. But living in God is a safe, protected place. And with that comes the peace that only He can give. The Bible says that the chastisement 
of your peace was on him. And what he did for you to give you that is what he's left you. I don't know about you, but daily I say, Father, I thank you for your peace. It's mine. Woo! Man, I don't have to deal with any of that other mess. We have to live in this life. We have to face things in life and the things that are going on in life. We have to, we have to face them. But when you're facing it with peace, you've already gotten the victory before you had to deal with the situation. <laughs> peace. 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 Then he said this in that same verse. <clears throat> Not as the world gives do I give to you. Any kind of peace that the world promises, it's always conditional. Not God. Mm -mm. Not Jesus. So look what he says. I'm going to read it from the beginning. Verse 27 of John 14. Peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus said, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. No conditions to my peace. Just you receiving it. Just receiving it. If you were sitting in here tonight and you're not born again, you're not born of the Spirit of God, you can still receive the peace of God. Peace. Receive it. I've seen people not born again healed in their bodies. I've seen that happen multiple times. People healed in their bodies, and they're not even born again. Because why? They received it. There's a lot of people in the world operating in godly principles, in principles that come from the Bible, and they're not even born again because they heard somebody talk about it, and they received it. Yet they've never even gotten born again, but the principle works. <laughs> peace I leave with you, my peace I He didn't leave it for us. He gave it to us. Peace. Peace. We live in some of the most unpeaceful times the planet has ever known. But not in my world. Everybody say peace. peace. It's mine. I receive it in the name of Jesus, right? Then he said, then he said on the heels of that, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Wow. Wow. He told us about the peace first, and then he said, with the peace that you've received, resist the fear. Somebody might say, well, Pastor, I just pray that I'll never have to deal with fear ever again. Okay? Die. You'd have to die to not deal with fear anymore. Right? Everybody deals with fear. Everybody, every day, deals with something, comes at you through, with fear. But we don't have to receive that because I have the peace of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not resisting the fear and not dealing with the fear, not having to go through what other people may go through because I'm so good and I got it all figured out. It's because I'm doing it with peace. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid because you have the peace I gave you. Everybody say, I received it. Amen. Amen. Peace is with you. Just listen to me. You know what's so great to me about the word is 
that anybody that preaches the word, anybody that delivers the word to other people, you have to be you have to be developing this. It has to be a part of your life. It has to be something that you believe. But at the end of the day, even if I wasn't believing this, if you received it, that's God's word. I just read to you what the creator of the universe said. The head of the church, the head of the church of Jesus, the head, Jesus himself, said, I gave you my peace. I gave you the peace that came as a result of what I went through for you. And it's yours now to deal with anything you deal with here. Wow. That's what he said. Proverbs 29, 25, and I'm reading this out of the message translation. Proverbs 29 and 25. The fear of human opinion disables. The fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God, how do you trust in God? Through the word. Instead of human opinion, public opinion, what other people think about you, you got to turn that off. You can't change the way other people think about you, right? If you know somebody doesn't like you because you've heard, I mean, a lot of times you can think something like just a perception based on a view from the outside. About nine and a half times out of ten, that's wrong. The devil's lying to you. But if I'm standing around and I heard Dale say, well, you know, pastor's just a jerk. And I heard him say that. Okay? All right? So that's an opinion from somebody in the public, in the church. That's an opinion from somebody, somebody that means something to me. But he said, the fear of that, if what he said I'm going to give into and I'm going to say that's the way life is with me, that disables me. He can walk around with that opinion and, and everything kind of fine. But I'm disabled because I gave, I gave weight to something that someone said that goes against the Word of God. See, if I hear Dale say something about me that lines up with the Word, man, our pastor, he, man, he, he's a blessing. The anointing is on his life. Man, that builds me. If I hear something like that, that builds me. Because why? Because Dale said it, partly. But at the end of the day, anybody can say it because it's his word. And if I believe his word and I trust in that, then I'm not disabled. And you know what? At the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking, you know, well, is Sarah going to say something about me? Uh, is she going to say something good? Or maybe Tammy will. Or, you know, maybe one of these others will say something good. Are they all, are they all happy with me? Man, you're, 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 dis- you're set up for a fall. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, big time fall. I appreciate something like that. I'd rather hear that than that I'm a jerk. How about you? But if I give in to any kind of opinion, 
and I have to have that above what the Word says, then I've disabled myself. But trusting in God through His Word, what His Word says about me, protects me from being disabled. I don't know about you, but I've been abled and I've been disabled. And abled is better. (laughs) (laughs) Empowered is better than being disabled. And And I can tell you today, when all the dust settles, the only thing that empowers you versus disabling you is what you're trusting and believing in. That's why we have to have the Word. No matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter in the natural what things appear to be, we have to have the Word of God. So, I want to end, end this message with this verse. Isaiah 41 and 10. <clears throat> Isaiah is prophesying, and I'll just say, today I'm prophesying this to you sitting here in this place. Fear not, because God is with you. Be not dismayed, and I've read a definition of dismayed, and I'm going to give you that definition and then read the rest of that verse. Being dismayed is experiencing or showing feelings of alarmed, concern, upset, worried, or agitated because of some unwelcome situation or occurrence, which all of us face these type of things, you can say once a week, some people five times a day. But here's the thing. It depends on what you're doing with the Word of God that determines how much of those unwelcome circumstances or situations get the best of you. Because you always have to combat that stuff with the Word. It won't just go away because you're born again. Oh, I just, I I trust God. I know He's going to take care of it. He's already taken care of it. You have to receive it and enforce it. That's, that's our job. We're joint heirs with Him. Where the anointing is concerned on the earth, we're not talking about the deity and the headship of the church. He, he didn't share that with anybody. But we're joint heirs, the Bible says, with Him where His anointing is concerned. He's done His part. It's, already, it's perfect. It's already done. Our part is we have to receive that and enforce what He says is so. We're not enforcing what we think is right. That's why we have to learn what he thinks is right so that we can disarm every unwelcome situation or occurrence that comes at us on a daily basis. That's what we've been empowered to do. Can you say amen to that? So he said, do not fear nor... uh, No, no. He said... Be not dismayed, and I gave you the definition of dismayed, so be not dismayed, for I am your God. Notice everything that he says from in the rest of this verse to empower you to be able to deal with those unwelcome occurrences and situations that come our way because of the world we live in. 
If you and I were in heaven itself, which is a real place, if we were there right now, there would be no resistance to us. There's no devil in heaven. There wouldn't be resistance to our faith. But here there's resistance. And he's wanting us to overcome all resistance through the power and connection that we have with him through his word and his spirit. That's the key. This is what he says. Last part of this verse. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hmm. What else? What else do you need? He, He will strengthen you when you choose to reject being dismayed. The unwelcome, difficult circumstances or situations that arise that want to create stress or pressure or whatever against you, you choose to reject that and believe His Word. He said, I will strengthen you. Father, today, this situation's come against me, but I choose to receive your strength. When I'm weak, you're strong. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, I will help you. He said He'd give us Another helper. He was the first helper. He gave us another one, the Holy Spirit. And what does he do? A helper helps. And you know what he helps you to do? He helps you to do things his way. Be delivered of doing things your way and all other different kinds of ideas and do everything his way. He said, I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In his righteousness is all truth manifested. So everything that you need in life, every answer that you need is in his righteous right arm. He strengthens you. He helps you. And he upholds you. He strengthens you. He helps you. He upholds you. Amen? He is strengthening you today. He's strengthening you. He's helping you. He's upholding. Win-win. You can't lose. Only way you can lose is go get into yourself. Think the way you want to think apart from Him. And you've set yourself up for disaster. Hmm? You're a disaster looking for some place to happen. But with Him... We're safe. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.